He has given me a new title, an apostle in a Baptist setting. Very interesting. We thank God. Let's appreciate Pastor Ambrose. He's here with us. And we bless the Lord for his ministry in the U.S. Pastor, while you are away, you know, a lot of things happened. Somebody gave some money for the payment of passports, you know, 40 of them. Daddy, while you are away. <laughs> three people, three people paid tickets for three of our students. Maybe some of them were in the U.S. Yes, we can give and talk to the Lord. And we thank God. Pastor Ambrose has kept saying, let's get our passports ready. I'm just saying that it is a word of faith spoken from this pulpit, and we have seen the Lord bring it to pass. Before I share the message this morning, let me introduce the man from the valley, Elgeo Marakwet, our missionary, Stanley Amadi. Let's appreciate him as he comes. He has been in the mission station for over 20 years, and while we were at the celebration of the ministry at El Geo Marquet, I think Stanley has something that he can tell us about what has been happening in the valley and what is his experience. Stanley. Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise the Lord. There are two things that I'm not used to. One is to speak in English, and two, to stand before a big congregation like this. So you will bear with me. If I speak broken English, bear with me. If I shake, bear with me. Praise the Lord. So uh, I want to say thank you for this opportunity, Apostle uh, Victor. And uh, I also want to say thank you for this opportunity to serve as a missionary from this church. I was commissioned here and I stood on this map of Kenya uh, when I was commissioned to go and serve in Kerio Valley. And therefore, I have been there for the last 21 years. Uh, we have done uh, three churches, Sokobora Baptist Church. Uh, that is Sokobora Baptist Church. And uh, the place where we call Sokobora, it, it, it used to be called Sokomjinga. So when I was thinking to put a church there, I was wondering if I was going to call it Sokomjinga Baptist Church. <laughs> But uh, as I was thinking about it, God gave me a name to change the name of that area. So I called it Sokomjinga, uh, and then I planted a church there, and I called it Sokobora uh, Baptist Church. The name that is there, and it will remain there for the rest of, uh, you know, our time here on earth. So we thank God for that. And number two, when I went there, uh, there were so many challenges, but... Uh, the challenge of insecurity was the greatest one. And um, just before I went there, about uh, 40 families were burned into their houses and uh, uh, 67 people perished. So when I went there, I knew the place was not secure. 
But uh, I thank God for the faith we are talking about, empowered faith there. Yeah? And uh, I went there by faith, and I thank God for what God has been able to do there. We still have guns around. By the way, even the following year, I was almost killed uh, in the vehicle we were traveling in. But God has been so faithful to me. So thank you for your prayers, and uh, continue. Uh, praying for me, even as I continue to serve in that region. And we pray that uh, you stand with us, especially in that area of peace. And we thank you for considering to adopt the entire uh, uh, county of Elgeo Maraquet, and especially the Kerio Valley area. So may God richly bless you. By the way, I got married there. I went there when I was not married, so I, I married uh, a Maraquet from Endo community. So may God bless you as you pray for us. Thank you, Apostle. It's appreciating once again. It is the story of faith, what God can do when one is willing to be used of God in a mission field. Let's appreciate the Lord for that work. 21 years. Let me also say that I'm a married man, married to one Sally Kimani, my friend of 26 years who has been able to put up with me. And whenever I'm going out for missions, she has been standing for me, by my side, praying for me. And even sometimes in the night, I feel a cold hand, you know, on my bike, and I wonder what's going on. And I hear a whisper just praying for me that the Lord will minister to me, give, him, give me peace, and also as I serve, that God will be glorified. Amen? Let's appreciate the pastor's wives. The pastor's wives that support the ministry from the background. Let's appreciate them once more. God has blessed us with two children. The firstborn is called Sherry Otugi Kimani, and the secondborn is Yeshua Muhotani Kimani. And I bless the Lord for these wonderful children. Hallelujah. I bring us a message titled, Faith That Overcomes Our Doubts and Fear. Faith that overcomes our doubts and fear. We'll be reading from Luke chapter 5, from verse 1 to 11, if we can be up on our feet just to just to honor the word of God this morning. And we thank those who are with us today from the pavilion, those joining us online. We are glad that you could join us in this service this afternoon. The Bible says one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and not Simon Mwangi, Simon Peter, and asked him to put a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. 
When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything, and followed Jesus. Father, we thank you this afternoon that the entrance of your word, the entrance of your word brings light and understanding to the simple. And Holy Spirit, now we pray that you breathe your breath of life into this message, may you cast out every doubt. May you cast out every fear. And Holy Spirit, may the people gathered this afternoon come to a place of realizing that Christ died, Christ was buried, and Christ rose again. And that is the foundation of our faith. The faith that overcomes the world, even our faith. The victory, the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our Father, we thank you and we bless you because you have prayed this, even believing and trusting in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. You may have your seats. You know, every day we exercise various forms of faith, and some are driven by different factors. For example, some of us got into a matatu on our way to church. I'm sure you did not check whether the driver had a driver's license. But when he was calling you South B, South B, Westlands, Westlands, by faith, you got into this matatu and you believed that once you got into it, it will get you to church. You also didn't check whether this matatu had an insurance sticker. But you believed that it will be having that sticker. And that's why you got into that matatu by faith. And you have found yourself here. Do you know you have exercised faith this morning? 
by coming into this service? Do you know that? We didn't send you an invitation card. We didn't send you a message. But you have come to this service because there is an expectation. Because God wants to build your faith. Because God wants you to know that he died on the cross for you and has given you the ability and the power to overcome every doubt and fears in your life. When you put your full and complete trust in him, do you know that faith is not exercised or practiced or stretched in the comfort zone. Faith is not stretched when you are having your coffee on a cold morning. Faith is not tested or experienced when you are in the coast enjoying that hot sunshine in the beach. Faith is put to the test when you go through challenges and difficult situations of your life. And in that process, then God reveals himself as the God who ministers to you during that moment when you are experiencing that challenge. Hallelujah. One of the names of God is that he is Jehovah Rofeka. The God who heals you. But remember before you receive the healing. There is a condition you are going through. But he is the God who heals you. We can put our trust in this God. Remember the story of Abraham and Sarah. They believed in God. They had faith in God. Remember the story of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. People who stood against nations. People who stood against kings. And they would face very difficult and challenging situations. But God would come through for them by faith. Faith will challenge your status quo. Faith will bring you to a place of knowing God deeper and deeper as you continue to seek him. In overcoming our doubts, we must believe in God's promises. God is a promise keeper. He will always keep his promise. Therefore, you can put our full trust, our hope, our faith in him. God is faithful. We can trust him for his faithfulness. Even when we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. We can rely on his character. God is dependable, reliable. God is merciful. God is caring. God is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God. Transcending time, distance, and space. What that does it should increase our faith in this God. Let's give a hand clap to the Lord because he is good and good all the time. We must believe in God's promises. We must trust in his faithfulness. We must rely on his character. Let me move us to our first point.
point. Facing the fact. Every day we face different facts about life. These are just facts. It is not the truth. I, re I remind us again. These are just facts of life. But it is not the truth. Because the Bible says in John 14, 6, Jesus is the way, he's the truth, and he is the life. But as we walk the journey of this life, we shall experience challenges about facts that we need to understand the place of faith that we may be able to rise from the place where some challenges we are experiencing in this life can be tackled by our faith in God. Media give me Luke chapter 5 verse 2. The Bible says he saw at the water's edge Two boats left there. The boats were left there. They were just there, left, you know, not being attended. Left by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put on out a little from the shore. Before, before that, let's go to verse 2. Let's go to verse 2. He saw at the water's edge two boats. They had already left their boats and they were washing their nets. You know, sometimes when you read scripture, it is important that you interrogate the scriptures. They were fishing the whole night. And if you try to picture yourself in a boat at night, I'm trying to fish. I'm trying to imagine Peter and John and the rest of the disciples out there on the lake. The wind was blowing. It was probably a very cold night. The Bible does not tell us whether it was raining. It could have probably been raining. But they were trying. They were trying to see how much they would be able to catch. Is it possible that maybe Simon Peter's son had been sent home because there was no money for fees. Is it possible that there was no meal that day? Is it possible that there were other challenges that the Bible is not telling us about? That day in the morning, they were washing their nets in a very desperate situation. They were facing their fact. The fact is today, there is no fish. What has happened? Today they are not biting. Could the fish have gone to a meeting somewhere? Or was there one of the fishes or two of the fishes having a wedding and therefore they decided to go to the wedding that day? Is it possible that they could have decided to have a joint meeting and give Peter and John a difficult time? We don't know. What we know is that they tried fishing the whole night and they were not able to catch any fish. Let me bring a trajectory to the scripture. Is it also possible? Is it also possible that because Jesus knows all things, he must have told the fish today, hakuna kushikwa. Leo hakuna kushikwa. Endeni mjifiche kwa kona, pale kwa kona ya lake. Now when Peter and James are coming, no fish. 
When they are coming, when they are moving this direction, no fish. When they are moving the other direction, no fish. Let me say this. Even when they were not able to catch the fish, even when they were not able to catch the fish, even when they were not to catch uh, you're not saying it the way it should be said. Even when they were not I will not ask some people from Nyeri to say even when they were not to catch the fish Jesus already knew about it. Hallelujah! Jesus already knew about it and Jesus already knows about your facts. He already knows. Probably your business is struggling. Jesus already knows. You know one of the names of God is he is all knowing. So that should put you to a place of finding rest in God because you know God already knows. If it is about the market forces of demand and supply, those are words used by economists. But there is a scripture that says the Lord shall supply all my needs. And therefore, it will not be about market forces of demand and supply or what will happen thereabout. It is about the Lord who is my source of supply. Hallelujah. I remember the other day, you know, my son just completed form four, his form four, and he came home, and we've been praying for him, you know, trusting God that he will do well in the exams, and I keep telling him, I kept telling him, Soma, you know, make, make every effort, study very hard. And the boy, the boy did that, he finished his exams, and the day he was coming home, he carried with him a letter. And he told me, Daddy, that's how we, we talk. You know, you have to come to their level for you to understand them. Otherwise, you'll have many problems. So while we were discussing, he told me, do you know, Daddy, while I was in school, I did an interview. And after doing this interview, I got admitted in one of the universities in Nairobi. I'm asking God, this one has already been admitted even before the results are out. I said, okay, very interesting. Then I, I said, all right, you have already started your journey ahead of time. And you have already gotten admitted. I did not make any arrangements for him to do that. He made those arrangement, arrangements on his own. And while he, after doing this interview, and he didn't do it alone, he did it with other, 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 other friends, others of, other, other friends of his. And they said to him, It is expensive, we cannot make it. And this is what they say to him. Lakini wewe, lakini wewe vile tunakuona, wewe unonekana utaingia hiyo shule. Are you hearing me? Inonekana wewe. Vile tunakuche? Vile tunakucheki? Inonekana wewe utakuwa admitted. Now, there's a story to it to this. Everyone knows in this city, when exams come out, 
the admission normally happens either in June or September or thereabout. When I opened that letter, lo and behold, admission in February. Eh? I'm telling you about facts. And they are saying, unless you deposit 83,500 shillings, this position will be lost. You are the pastor. You are the one who prays, and God answers your prayer. Now here you are. A bill of 83,500. And then they are saying, the total fees, they are telling you very nicely, the total fees for the year is quarter a million. I remember that day I said, let me go to Pastor Ambrose. This one, because I'm not selling second-hand cars, I'm not selling mutumbas, my work is to preach the gospel. And so you have, you must go where, where you know there is power. I entered the office and I told Pastor Ambrose, you know, there is a bill here for school fees and I'm trusting God to minister to this boy. He has done his best. He did very well in his, in his, in his exams. By the way, he had a B plus. And we thank God for that. Now, how do you go explaining to this boy that, and you know we are telling them to work very hard. Kazi yafis ni mimi. Kazi yako ni kusoma. Now, now the bill. Bill mekuja. My friend, Pastor Ambos prayed for me and he said this, Pastor Victor, don't worry. God will take care of it. Let me tell you, I didn't have that money because in February, you know me, you project, you know, people who do accounts, you project. My projection was that by September, I will have this money. But remember, this boy has done his exam. He has passed the interview. He has already gone ahead, and they have even told him, you are going to make it in that campus. Let me cut long story short. As we speak, February, March, April, by May, 265,000 was paid for. Now my son can go to school and read. You know, he normally tells me, Daddy, lakini we na God. The way you pray, God answers your prayer. Let me tell you, those are facts of life. Hallelujah. The account may not be reading that. Eh? The account may be, you know, we operate with around, you know, some, not that kind of money. You know, we are, we are depending on God. We are people who pray. Eh? And pray hard. So my operation in the account is not in those figures. The figures, you know, there are some people who have an account that you cannot tell the difference between the bank account and the money. Because the numbers are too many. But but now for me, for me, you know, we, there is this scripture, give us this day our now that one, we get a bread today, we say hallelujah. The following day, some people are having bakeries. They have bread the whole year and the year to come. So we have to keep trusting God every day. What am I saying? We have facts of life. We have facts of life. But whatever it is, remember, it is not the truth. It is not the truth. 
The Bible says in John 17, 17. Media give us John 17, 17. John 17, 17. San- Let's read this together. Sanctify them by your word is once again sanctify them by your word is we must stand by the truth of the word of God concerning our lives and not our situations and our circumstances. Every situation you are facing is an opportunity for you to see God ministering to you in such a manner that you will call him the God who does those things for you. Hallelujah. We can give our clap to the Lord. Gideon knew God as Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. You know? You should know God in your own language. And knowing God in your own language or in the circumstances of life that you experience, then it gives you a character of God that you carry along in your life. Let me tell you that faith is the currency that gives you access to the supernatural. Are you hearing me? Faith is the key that gives you access to the supernatural. If you will choose to trust God and believe in his word, he will bring it to pass because he is a faithful God. He is the covenant-keeping God. When you receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior, things in your life shifted. Hello, Christian. The things in your life shifted. Jesus became your savior. Hallelujah. He became your savior. Muokozi wangu. That's a very good title. Yeah? Think about it. So whenever I'm in trouble, I have a savior. Do you know that you have a savior with you? Why are you worried? Why are you anxious? Jesus is your savior. He will handle the situation for you. Let's give an clap to Jesus. What are some of the facts that you are facing today? Is it a financial challenge? Is it a business situation? Is it a family situation? Whatever situation it be, Jesus is your savior. He will come through for you. Just believe in him. Let me move to my second point. We must shift our focus. Shift your focus from your problem. Shift your focus. Why am I saying shift your focus? Joshua 1.8 says, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do what is written in it. So then you shall be prosperous and have great success. You must shift your focus from your problem and meditate on the word of God concerning your situation. Are you hearing me? Let me go back a bit. Allow me to go back back a bit. Do you know when I had a financial problem, what I did? Media give us Isaiah 45. 
There are hidden treasures in heaven. So in heaven, there is a treasure hunt. But you must understand how to, to step into that place of the treasure hunt and ask the Lord for the treasure. Here it says, this is what the Lord says to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I take hold of. To subdue the nations before him and to strip kings of their armor. To open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. I will break, I want us to read this together. I, and I will, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I will give you in secret places. There is hidden treasure. And God is the one who has the map for the treasure hunt. When did you pray and ask God to reveal to you these things about treasure that is hidden? Revelation, discernment, understanding comes from God. Let him reveal to you how you can step into this space and tap into this treasure. Because every good and perfect gift comes from the above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness or shadow due to change. Every desire you have, child of God, comes from God. And God has put everything concerning that desire in your life to come to pass. But you must have faith in him. You must believe in him. You must trust him to see you through. Have faith in God. He is faithful. Let's give a hand clap to the Lord. Shift your focus. Luke chapter 5, verse 3. The Bible says, he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him, put out a little from the shore. Put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Jesus is telling Simon, put the nets into, go back and fish again. Hallelujah. Go back and fish again. I know you fish during the night, but I'm saying go back and fish again. There is somebody in this congregation and you have a project. And this project has told. God is saying, this project will be complete. Amen. Don't lose heart. There is somebody giving up and losing hope. God is saying, go and try it again. Go and try it again. This time round, this time round, God is coming through for you. God is coming through for you. Shift your focus. Shift your focus because God is coming through for you. And finally, let me move to the last point. Overcoming our fears. We must Understand that God knows everything about our lives. Therefore, we should not fear. It is said there are 365 verses about not to fear. Fear is the enemy of faith. 
Doubt is the enemy of faith. But this afternoon, may you arise in that place of doubt and fear. And may the Lord build your faith in him. Are you hearing me? May your faith be lifted because of this God who cares about you. Because he's reliable. Because he's dependable. Believe in his promises. Trust in his faithfulness. Rely on his character. God can be trusted. Hallelujah. God can be trusted. You can depend on God. You can put your faith in God. By the way, when you went to bed last night, you slept. You slept. Do you know the exact time you slept? Do you know the exact time that I slept? Satano, Nadakikatano, Nasekunde, I don't know how many. Do you know? You don't. When you woke up, some of the people say they are woken up by alarms. It is not the alarm that woke you up. It is the Lord. Alarm It is the Lord who woke you up. He's the one who gave you life for that day. If he gave you life and breath today, he has already sorted your day. Put your trust in him. He is a faithful God. Overcoming your fears. Luke 5, chapter 5, verse 5. Luke chapter 5, verse 5. Simon answered, Master, remember the fact? Remember the fact we have worked all night long and haven't caught anything. That is the status quo. We normally fish at night. And we fished at night and we caught nothing. It is not about what the world is saying about your life. Are you hearing? You better hear, hear attentively. It's not about what the world says. The world says about you. It is about what God has said about you. God says you are more than a conqueror. God says you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. That is the truth. Believe in the truth of God. Because God loves you. And he cares about you. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard the all, all night long and haven't caught anything. But because you said so, because you said so, I will let down the nets. Trust God. Trust God. Do not fear. Do not doubt. Do not worry. God has already gone ahead of you, leveling mountains, filling every valley. And even when it takes long before the answer comes, there is sufficient grace. Hallelujah. There is sufficient grace. And sometimes the grace is called the waiting period. There is a waiting period. So God is sometimes 
putting you in the holding room. It is not denial. It is holding room. He's waiting. You have to wait because some of your promises involve other people. Things must start changing so that God can bring that answer to you. You cannot afford to give up. Neither can you afford to lose hope because God is still working even when it does not seem so. Let's give a hand clap to Jesus. Because the master has said so, you are more than a conqueror. Because the master has said so, he is meeting your needs. Because the master had said so, your condition is not bringing you down. It is going to increase your faith. Let's put our trust in this God. In the, in the hymn, Standing on the Promises of God, it says, Standing on the promises of Christ, my King. That means a lot. Jesus is my King. Through eternal ages, eternal ages, what are those? Let his praises ring. Glory in the highest. Glory in the highest. I will shout and sing that I'm standing on the promises of God. It may be turbulent. It may be difficult. But I choose to stand on the promises of God because he will surely come through. Standing in the promises, I cannot fall, I cannot fail. Listening every moment, listening every moment, I am tuned to the Spirit of God. Listening every moment to the Spirit's call, the Spirit of God who will reveal to you the things of the Father. You are tuned to the Spirit of God, listening every moment. To the Spirit's call. It is not about you. It is about what God is doing and what he intends to do in your life. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, empowered world changes. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Listening every moment to the Spirit's call. Resting. Finding rest. Not worry. I'm not doubting. I'm not fearful. I am finding rest in my Savior. Finding rest in my Savior as my all in all. I am standing on the promises of God. Let me invite Pastor Ambrose to give us an altar call as we wind this service. And my prayer for us is that we shall have our faith lifted this week and not doubt God and not fear and not worry because God is on our side. Believe in God's promises. Trust in his faithfulness.
rely on his character. May God bless you. Bwana sifiwe. Uh, a better hand for the apostle. Amen. You know, when we come to church, we don't just encounter people. We encounter the supernatural presence of God. And I believe that even as we connect to this word, and I know you have connected with it, that God will cause your week to be a supernatural week. I'm saying that God will cause your week to be a supernatural week. Uh, Pastor Victor, as you are speaking, uh, this thought came into my head about faith, and I wrote it down. Faith is the reservoir of God's abundant ability and power. So that's what faith is. Believing, because people confuse faith and believing. Believing is the switch that releases the floodgates. So many times, faith is a noun, believing is a verb. Faith is what God has said, believing is responding to what he said. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, foolishness out, wisdom in. Hallelujah. So your word has come forth powerfully. Why don't we give God a big, big, big hand and really thank him. Amen. And so whatever situation you're facing, faith is already present to make things happen. All you need to do is now to believe that what God said will happen. Just like that verse when Peter said, but because you have said it, I'm going to do something about it. So when Jesus said it, that was faith. When Peter believed and acted on what Jesus said, that was believing. And the rest was a supernatural miracle. And so this afternoon, may God do a new thing in your life. I feel like preaching. Hallelujah. But uh, today I want to give greetings uh, from the United States of America. And this is not Ugenya, Siaya, and Alego. This is the United States of America. Thank you, thank you for praying for me and Martha and Caleb, uh, who is now traveling back and will be landing this evening. We landed on Wednesday and we really want to bring greetings from uh, three states, from West Virginia, from Texas, Dallas, Texas, and from Phoenix, Arizona. These were the places we went and we interacted with Parkland Baptist members on that side. Now I met Tuma Salam. Uh, do you receive it? Hallelujah. And they received us very well. They treated us very well. And I want to tell you this, uh, Pastor Simon, the online presence of Parklands Baptist Church is so strong, 
in the United States of America. There are people, yes, come on, let's give God a big hand. Amen. There are people who go to their churches and then they tune in to Parklands Baptist Church. Uh, so they belong to two churches. And we really want to appreciate the media team and all that you do to cause this message to be broadcast across the globe. And God richly bless you. Um, yeah, why don't we give the media team another big hand in Jesus' name. And so we'll be sharing more uh, concerning my trip uh, that we had, a marvelous trip, many testimonies, and all glory to God. Pastor Simon talked about uh, my having a twang. Are you, are, you, are you feeling any twang? Is there any twang anywhere? Uh, uh, only Pastor Simon is the one who develops twangs when he goes to the U.S. Um, uh, even though his twang is mixed with the Moranga issues. Uh, but we thank God. <laughs> uh, there are some people who just go to the U.S. one day. One day. By the time they come back. Surey, surey. I'm glad to be here. I don't know what you're facing, but God is about to do a miracle for you this week. Amen. In a moment, I'll be asking us to stand, but let me just also take an opportunity. I know they were acknowledged. Bible Society of Kenya, um, the general secretary of the Bible Society of Kenya, the uh, BSK, is our own member, Elizabeth Morioki. Uh, please, Elizabeth, just stand briefly. I uh, really want to appreciate this lady. And um, we thank God and also the visitors who came. And I would like for you to know for your information that I'm currently the chairman of the trustees of the Bible Society of Kenya. And Parklands Baptist Church stands fully supporting Bible Society of Kenya. We really want to appreciate what Bible Society of Kenya is doing and the visitors who have come and all glory to God because the Bible is the center of what we preach, what we declare, what we prophesy. It is the word of God, word of God, word of God all the way. Shall we stand? Because I want to pray and release us Again, looking forward for the revival season nine. We know the challenges we are facing in the country, but I want you to believe. God has already given us faith. I want you to believe that God is going to do a tremendous revival in our lives in this season that we are coming to. We have been preparing for it through the year, and we know that a turning point is about to happen. We thank God, like Pastor Simon said earlier, the engagement we now have with the Elgeo Maraquet County, the amazing moment we had with that group of people, the governor, the CS, and the others who came. Please keep praying for us. Keep praying that Parklands Baptist Church will have wisdom to know how to connect, to know where to engage. And God is going to do marvelous, marvelous things. As Pastor Victor was praying, uh, sharing, he said... We need to face facts. Facts are facts. And maybe there's a fact in your life that doesn't seem to change. And it's not going to change. But there's only one thing that speaks to facts that don't change. And that is faith. And I believe that something is going to change. Don't give up. 
don't let go because when faith connects with facts facts change you can be barren and declared barren for years but when faith shows up your womb conceives the precious blessings of god i want you to begin to believe god right now because something has begun to shift pastor victor said shift shift your focus don't look at the problem look at the solution hallelujah yes begin to shift just it's a shift of focus and that god will not make you do that you have to make a choice to do that so look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor shift your focus um uh, i'm not saying that that person has been looking at you badly i'm just saying shift your focus amen yes you may be sick so sick and you don't know what to do but just shift your focus from the sickness from jehovah rafa just a shift sometimes it's just a very small tiny shift when you do that things begin to change then overcome your fears that's what he told us the bible says fear not for i am with you do not be dismayed i am your god so as i pray pick that thing in your mind maybe a son a daughter a situation a job a project whatever it is that you have worked so hard caught nothing but this week your boat is going to be so full sinking it will cause things to sink something is about to shift the devil is about to be ashamed the devil is about to have headaches and a half because you're about to shift and get hold of this overcoming empowering faith that pastor victor has shared just just close your eyes as as we begin to pray and believe something is about to happen begin to voice it also to the lord open your mouth and just begin to say lord i believe i believe your word that has been spoken this afternoon i believe that you're a god who has not changed facts may seem to be so family stuck in my life but god you're a god who can shift change my situation from darkness to light from lack to abundance from death to life from loss to supply god i want to believe what you said like simon said because you have said it i will cast the net so right here even those online right now those in the pavilion before you we, we leave to go home i want to say make that prayer right now let us believe together let us believe even for our country let us believe for our church let us believe for the world let us believe and let us experience the supernatural flood of god flow into our lives in ways we cannot imagine
Father, in the name of Jesus, I join God's people now as they are believing you and releasing their faith into their situations. Father, the facts of life may seem to have troubled them and put so much anxiety in their lives, but like the word has come this afternoon, that we can overcome our fear because we are looking now unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And I want to decree and declare in the name of Jesus, according to that word, your situation has begun to change. I want to decree and declare in the name of Jesus that your situation has begun to change. That need is beginning to be met now in the name of Jesus. That sickness is beginning to be healed now in the name of Jesus. That resources is beginning to be released to you now in the name of Jesus. That cloud is moving now in the name of Jesus. That solution is being released to you now in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. If you believe that, you better say, I receive it. I take it. It is my portion. And there's nothing the devil can do about it. And if you believe what I have said, you better give God a big hand and tell him thank you. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? As I want to release the blessing today, I want to thank God for our brethren from Likoni, um, Reverend Bokole and Furaha here. And um, Furaha, come here. Um, Come this way, come this way. I want to show you how faith works because when we went to Likoni um, and we were finishing, God bless you. And I was speaking to the pastors and and I was asking them what do they believe what, what, what are they believing for? This lady said, I'm believing that I'm going to be able to have a driving license. She said it. So we asked, I asked. Um, have you already applied for the driving school? She said she had, but she did not have money. So I asked her, how much do you have? She said she had... No, she said she has the fee structure. Now, that is called a step of faith fee structure. Now, sometimes you may say, I want, I want this, I want that, but you have done nothing. But she had the fee structure. Do you know in less than it wasn't long, that money she needed to go for driving school was gotten right there at that table. All of it. I driving school. I driving school. I was driving school. I 
Amen. She hosted quite a number of our pastors there. And Reverend Bokole and the team did a great job. Now, if it can happen to her, ask your neighbor, do you have a fee structure? Just ask your neighbor, do you have a fee structure? God bless you. Asante. Let's give her a big hand. And then she, she do, do, you have a, do you have a vehicle? Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> huh? You have faith. What kind of car do you want? Which one? Which car? Saloon. Saloon, Puna Toyota, Land Rover, Nini, which one? You see, there's some of the things you give God big problems by not being specific. Which, which particular car? Huh? Action. Action. There's an action. You see, now she has spoken it. And because she has spoken it, she'll have her driving license. But now she has spoken it. So, tell your neighbor, be specific. And before this year is over, she'll have that car. Amen. You see, sometimes we, we, we make God just wonder. Jehovah God. Oh, open this door. Open this door. Which door? Bathroom door? Which door? <laughs> so I want to bless us. Are you glad you came? Has somebody received a miracle? Be specific. Have you received that miracle? Take it now. Come on, let's give God a big hand and bless him. Amen. So lift up your hands as I bless us. Father, we receive our miracles this afternoon. You have done it for Pastor Victor in that educational situation. You have done it for Pastor Faraha. Naomi, we just want to say thank you. You have done it for many of us. You are going to do it for many others. Father, as I release this blessing, I know we'll come back with a testimony. And I want to decree and declare Jehovah God to this congregation and those online, many of them in the U.S. who received me and many others who prayed for us. I want to decree this blessing as we go to face this week with victory. And I want to declare to you, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. May the Lord do you good in this week. I declare to you that your Monday is blessed. Your Tuesday is blessed. Your Wednesday is blessed. Your Thursday is blessed. Your Friday is blessed. Your Saturday is blessed. Sunday you're coming back with a testimony. In the name of the Father and in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit and God's people said, Now give God one more big hand. 
Come on, come on. If you are going to receive a miracle, you better give God a big hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May you have a fantastic week. May you have such a blessed week. Now look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And you, Yani, you, I'm talking to you. You shall dwell in God's favor, in God's abundance, in God's blessing all the days of your life. And there's nothing the devil can do about it. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Shalom. Have a